Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Underdogs brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Oh, Dave is standing to my right as we as he's doing surgery on our computer to pull up the sound, which we got a couple of hours ago with Bobby Retrino talking about Donald Trump and kneeling. We're all sort of surprised he went there, but we're glad for it. He's got an opinion about it, and we kind of like that. So here in uh, talk radio, it's good for us. I thought I could fix it, but... You cannot? Well, there's no file explorer, which I need to see. Oh. I don't see it anywhere. There's no file explorer that can download the... Let me go to this PC. Let me go to this PC. This might have the vectors to connect to... There are no vectors, Victor. Are you sure? You ever seen a grown man naked? (laughs) Actually, yes. Well, yeah. That's what the mirror's for. All right. We're, while we get it fixed, we're going to get it started. All right. Yeah, I know. That's that's uh, That music is fitting for what's going on right now on the radio. Uh, you can't tell we have one week to go. Uh, this is our last week on the Afternoon Underdogs. On Friday, we'll end up at Sternberg Automotive for our very last show uh, ever. And then, quote-unquote, the boys will be in here on Monday. They better show up. That's all I'm saying. They better show up on Monday because... Because uh, they got, are back. We've, right, and we've got other stuff to do. And we're not going to have anything prepared, so no one wants that. Not, not more than usual. All right, so uh, Dave and Tony t- uh, in the studio today. Tomorrow will be poolside at Body Shapes for their last remote. What a way to wrap things up with our Body Shapes medical live show extravaganza over yes. the last several years. Yes. Poolside. Yes. And we have an expert going to fix the RCS right now as we speak. Okay, obviously the top stories are our boy. I mean, Justin Thomas from Louisville, best golfer in the world right now. That would be awesome, wouldn't it, to be like 24 years old and not have to worry about money the rest of your life? Yeah, $10 million. Very humble guy. Yeah. It's like, it's not about the money. And it, I mean, if you're a good golfer, you're going to make plenty of money. It's about winning tournaments and being a great individual athlete. And he is... Best in the world right now, or close to it. That's unbelievable. Say next kid, beautiful, always had a, uh, you know, everyone said, oh, if anybody is going to do it, it's him. It is a wonderful story, Justin Thomas. And it is a wonderful opportunity, and we're all crossing our fingers. Could Justin and Jordan become the new Lefty and Tiger, right? Could these guys bang on each other for the next couple of years and have these one-two finishes in each one of the Well, now you've got Reed and you've got Brooks Kepke. You've got all these young American golfers that are going to form. They're going to be at the President's Cup here next. And then, of course, the Ryder Cup. You could see a really good group of 8 to 10 young American golfers dominate for the next 10, 15 years. We'll get to the NFL and Donald Trump here in a second, but more top stories locally. Top... Uh, 320, we'll have Fred Calgill to jump in on his, uh, on his, what he thinks also. Top U of L football story is the squirrels. Simply, yeah, I know. Simply put. When you have Kent State, the top story can be about a squirrel. It ran on the Today Show this morning, okay? It, it took, you know, sometimes when it takes over. You mean they took the squirrel and actually made it run on the Today Show? No. Mud. 
Did it score the a video, yes, the video. Usually when it takes over the internet, you don't know if it translates to actual network broadcast. Okay, before, remember a couple weeks ago I said I, I really feel for Reggie Bonifant. Here's a guy who yes. was a starting quarterback for Notre Dame, and he won that game, but then Lamar Jackson comes along. Then he tries to be a wide receiver, and it didn't really go that well. Now he's running back, he got three carries. So here's the culmination of my, my feelings about Reggie Bonifant. Now, it's hard to say. Reggie, against Kent State, was outscored by a squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel had a touchdown. Reggie did not. Man. I have a quote from the squirrel. You know what you do? <laughs> yeah, it's how he's not laughing I feel at too. anybody. I feel like that, too. Sure. The crowd was going crazy. And it's, uh, yeah, Reggie, yeah. That's another whole show we could do on Reggie Barnes. Now, I'm guessing if that squirrel was in Commonwealth Stadium Saturday night, probably would have been shot by about 12 rifles. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a snack later. Yeah. Don't waste that gift, squirrel. Hey! Don't use that tap of gun. We don't need buckshot on there. It's not enough meat to eat anyway. Gators have an extra player out there. Use your bow, Ed. Use your bow. Bow. Hit that stupid little squirrel. Speaking of Kroger Field. Huh? Kroger Field. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Unstoppable force or Stoops blew it? Now, I've got to tell you a story, and I haven't heard this before. Curse of Bear Bryant. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but I was talking to Leland yesterday, or today on the show, which I do with him now. Um he said there's something to do, and maybe a Kentucky fan can let us know about this, that they did some sort of ectoplasmic supernatural readings mm-hmm. and had high levels in the right corner of the end zone. Yes. The end zone where the final play happened. Yes. said he's watching the game with his dad, and he said, and, and by the way, I was at a party, a bunch of Kentucky fans, I said, once it was 27-21. This is Leland talking. Yeah, I said it's going to be final, 28-27, and no one disagreed. No. So he said, Dad, get ready. Something's going to happen in that corner of the end zone. What happened? Not a Kentucky defender in sight. Wide open Gator receiver. Touchdown, Florida, 31 in a row. The Bear Bryant. Does anyone know about that ectoplasmic reading thing, theory thing, curse thing? 571-7900. All right. Let's get to the -the over-the-top story for the NFL that, that basically took over sports for an entire weekend, except for a tad bit in college football. I think they left it alone a little bit. We got some games in, and then it picked up Saturday night all the way through Sunday, Sunday night, and this morning. Everyone's got a take on what happened with Donald Trump and his off-the-script talk uh, at a rally in Alabama on Friday that le- led to things breaking loose this weekend. Here's the disappointing part of it. It's I, I never think, doesn't matter who the president is, they shouldn't dabble in things like this. There are bigger fish to fry. This story, it's troubled a lot of people, and it's angered a lot of people. They may have changed their viewing habits because of the protest seen as disrespect to the American flag, whether you agree with that or not. A lot of people think that's the case. So this was a story that was, I didn't think it was getting any bigger. I think it peaked, and I think by the middle of the season, it wasn't going to be a story anymore. But then it turned into really not about the Colin Kaepernick protest. It turned into protesting the president. And he had 200 knees down. Yeah. And then he felt the need to bring Steph Curry into the mix. And then LeBron James was weighing in. There are things that this president could do that a lot of us could get behind if he could pull it off. But he continues to step in it. 
He, yeah. he has an address tomorrow about job creation. We can all get behind that. We all can agree health care needs fixing. We all can agree that there are several things all sides could come together on. But no one's going to be paying a bit of attention to that address tomorrow because of this. Now, I, ag- I agree with what he said. I think it's something that the players and that, that ownership should say, look, you're my employee, you're going to stand for the flag. And that, that's something they can do, but they've chosen not to. But this is not somewhere where the president should tread. Now, that being said, there are a lot of people out there, and they've interviewed him all over national media, saying he's thinking and saying exactly what I think. We can, and I just don't think it should be the president doing it. Uh, I'm going to play the sound, and then I'll say something afterwards. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! You know, some owner's going to do that. He's going to say, that guy that disrespects our flag, he's fired. And that owner, they don't know it. They don't know it. They're friends of mine, many of them. They don't know it. They'll be the most popular person for a week. They'll be the most popular person in this country. Because that's a total disrespect of our heritage. That's a total disrespect of everything that we stand for, okay? Everything that we stand for. And I know we have freedoms, and we have freedom of choice, and many, many different freedoms. But you know what? It's still totally disrespectful. And you know, when the NFL ratings are down massively, massively. He takes credit for it here. The NFL ratings are down massively. Now, the number one reason happens to be that they like watching what's happening on, you know, with yours, Trey. <laughs> they like what's happening. This, because, you know, today, if you hit too hard, right? Here's, they hit too hard. Yeah. 15 yards, throw him out of the game. They had that last week. I watched for a couple of minutes. And two guys just really beautiful tackle. Boom, 15 yards. The referee gets on television. His wife is sitting at home. She's so proud of him. They're ruining the game. Right? They're ruining the game. Hey, look, that's what they want to do. They want to hit. Okay? They want to hit. But the the second part is, I'll get to the first part here in a second. The second part, I'm wondering why everyone, I understand that the the, uh, bomb in the front part is, is enough to talk about, but you're ignoring the second part where he's saying, I don't care that they can't think or have brain damage when they're older. Like, you're ruining the game, man. CTE or whatever. You can't, you you know, we got to allow the hitting again. Now, I'm sorry, I haven't noticed any, I mean, the quality of play across the league is probably down a little bit, but it's not because of any rule changes. Some of the targeting calls, especially in college, are kind of weak. I get why they're doing it, but I haven't noticed, because of the rules, a change in the game of football. Have you? Uh, no. Uh, you know, you have the targeting, which you have to st- you have to address. That's non-negotiable. I mean, there are... I mean, Aaron, he said this on the same day that the news came out with Aaron Hernandez was stage three CTE. Stage three. And he's, he retired at 23. He went to jail when he was 23. Forced retirement. Forced retirement. So he, to murder. he played only a couple seasons in the NFL. That's it. So high school, college, and one or two seasons in the NFL. And he has got this third stage CTE. So they're ignoring the fact that here's... Here's how a majority of, of or uh, a good percentage of America heard the first part. Know your place. And then the second part was, 
we don't care what your physical condition is after you play. Like, you're just a commodity. We're going to use you up and throw you away. I, I was pissed off about the second part. And pissed off about the first part. He's it's a distraction. He well, doesn't care. Don't don't he take t- I mean, don't take credit for it. The ratings were on a decline no, before. No, 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 no. It that, has nothing to do part, with him. That's the middle part. That's hilarious. It has nothing to do with him. That's hilarious. Say Donald Trump taking credit for the ratings being down in the NFL is a riot. We we had a caller on the show today. Dwight did this. He said, "Look, I after all this started, I called Directv to cancel my NFL Sunday ticket." Right. And he said, I had to wait more than two hours to do it, which means he probably wasn't alone in, in doing what he was doing. Right. So there are people that feel this way. Nothing to do with the president. Um, here's what I will say. Um, he uses this as a distraction from every, everything going on in the White House. At the same time, his son-in-law admitted using his personal email uh, for White House correspondence, for governor correspondence. Lock him up. Lock him up. Lock so, him well, up. Well, once Hillary's in, then you can talk about him. Okay, but that happened. Okay, you can't tell me that that's not part of the plan. Like, every president does this. George W. did it with the, uh, remember when they had the terrorist alert where they had different levels of alerts. Oh, the orange-yellow. The orange-yellow, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And they later admitted, they all, Cheney and all them, laughed and said, yes, obviously, there was some bad news coming out to the White House. We would elevate the, oh, it's on It's on red. We got to, everybody's got to be on terrorist watch. Watch everybody's gym bag. And it's a distraction. That's what he did. That's what really pisses me off, is that he uses that as a way to distract from what's going on and he and he, the impact he makes on a, a and a, on a percentage of people in America drive me crazy mud to be honest uh with these protests it seems like sports is one of the only venues where people will actually pay attention to your protest Muhammad Ali you know uh well by the way by the way uh the guys that are kneeling are getting killed on Facebook and everywhere else understand the Ali, everyone loves Ali now. Ali in 1960, America hated Muhammad Ali, okay? All of, there were a huge segment of America's, you could not, he paid the price. Look, everyone is vilifying Kaepernick and it's, and they're hating on all these guys. And you understand, that's part of the deal. You're going to protest, people are going to hate you. Um, but I don't, personally, I, I don't let it, I don't, I don't let it bother me, um, but I'm not black. I haven't lived a black lifestyle. I have a 14 year old son, and I have never had. If I had, if I was black, I would have a, this conversation with my 14 year old son. Hand to God, this is my 14 year old son. I would say, A, you're not out after 10:30. B, you're not wearing a hoodie. You're not pulling your hoodie up over your head and walking down the street at midnight. C, if a police officer pulls you over, 10 and 2 on the steering wheel, and you tell him, yes, sir, no, sir, do what he says until you get home. Okay? If I was black and I had a 14-year-old son, I would probably be a little militant. Walk a mile. Donald Trump doesn't seem... He said one side of the story. He's got to say, why can't he lead? Why can't he say, hey, protesters, I hear you, let's meet... But for now, tomorrow on Sunday, please stand, and then I will meet with you. I promise I'll meet with you, but let's do something. NFL, put them in a locker room, and then have the national anthem and bring them out like college does. And a lot of teams did that. The Titans did that. Uh, the several Steelers teams. did that. Yeah. One guy came out, though. He's an ex-Army Ranger. He came out, did three tours in Afghanistan, yeah. and now his jersey is selling like crazy. Yeah, but lead. 
Lead. No, don't comment on it. Lead. In this case, stay out of the NFL. Yes. Please, just be yes. president. Uh, I'd be fine your, with that. To your point, it seemed like it was fading a little bit. It was. And this just ratcheted it up. It was collapsing under its own weight. People were starting to pay attention to the games. Again, fewer guys were doing it outside of a couple. And But the thing is... Over the weekend, it wasn't about Kaepernick anymore. It wasn't about police brutality. It became about the president. He made himself the story. Yes. So it wasn't about that. Now, here's something I would love to see. You have all these guys that play on these teams, and Kaepernick never articulated a particularly good message. It got Other people did it for him later, and there are some good points to be made. A lot of these guys are very influential in all of their towns. NFL cities are big towns that have bad parts of town where there is crime. There are Most issues. Of the, time the NFL team owns that town. And there are issues in almost every big city and certain parts of town with police and citizens. It's just one of those things. There are stories, and maybe not every single town, but a lot of them. And all of these guys, NFL guys, they could start conversations in their cities. They could do a lot of good with their influence. Maybe some of them are. But a lot of us that watch the NFL are like, what do you freaking want me to do? What exactly am I supposed to do with this? I don't want to not watch football because you have a legitimate point to make, but what am I, as white 50-year-old guy who also has not walked a mile, but what am I supposed to do with this? What are you doing? Well, Who's starting a conversation? What, was, is, what it, is happening? It was Dave Jennings' escape. Green Bay Packers on Sunday afternoon. Sometimes Sunday night, if it was a good game. Yeah. It was your escape. Now they've taken that from you. Now, Monday like, through Friday, <laughs> we get this stuff. Right. Saturday and Sunday, I just want to watch football. And by the way, let me know how you guys feel about this. Mud, Tony. Monday Night Football has decided that they're going to break tradition. And because it's the story now, thanks to the president and others, they are going to air the national anthem. So they are going to make that part of the broadcast tonight. Air the anthem, show the protesters who's doing it, who's not. Are you more or less likely, 571-7900, to watch Monday Night Football knowing that the anthem is going to be a part of the story? It's Cowboys-Cardinals, by the way. Um, Are you more or less likely to watch, or does not matter to you? I'm not watching a game tonight. W- would you watch it anyway? No. So the, the protest is irrelevant, then, to it watching the to- totally, Cowboys. Totally. Uh, that's same with me. Totally. I have no interest in watching that game. I might tune it in for 10 minutes of the second quarter, check it out, and go, if it's not interesting, right. I'm out. My wife and I went to the, the Bourbon and Beyond, so we yes. started listening to the Bengals-Packers on the way home. I didn't even DVR it. Right. Found we were down by a touchdown. I'm like, really? The team that can't score a touchdown all season is leading at Lambeau by seven? So we get home, take the dogs out, and I watch the winning field goal. That's all the NFL football that I watched, and I didn't miss it. But then later on, it was the it was Redskins and the Raiders, and I decided I didn't watch any football today. Let's just go ahead and click it on. I click it on, and it's Tariko talking about protests, and a player talking about the president, and the Raiders talking about kneeling. And I'm, okay, I'm out. Didn't watch a second of it after that. Not a second. It's, uh, it's a huge story. It, t- it takes so many people in. Because it is sports and politics and, and patriotism and race, and race relation and patriotism, it is it really much it, it pretty much has everyone involved, and it is getting out of control. Could there have been a more effective way to get the message out that wouldn't turn so many people against the message because you're not actually hearing the message because you brought the flag into this? There's probably a thousand different ways you can you can do that message, and and do it better. Like that was if you if you tried to come up with the worst way you could deliver that message, the president did the worst. Well, I'm also talking about the protesters. 
You immediately oh. have people hating on your message, which has some legitimate points, because you brought the American flag into it. But People it is, don't see the American flag as, as, as race relations. They see yes. that as patriotism and, right. sure. and fallen heroes. And, sure, but, but what about half the veterans that are on Facebook and Twitter that are saying, I served, I'm... Uh, I'm a disabled vet, uh, I lost my dad, and all these people are saying, and the reason I did all that is for the reason they can kneel. Absolutely. Like, so half the veterans are all like, I don't know why, look, I did that so you could do that. So uh, I, I don't, it's not all of the veterans, so I don't know. I think it is, it is a silent protest. It's not even saying anything, not making a gesture, just taking a knee. Here's where the it's NFL as American as you can get has other has issues. We have full phone lines. We had them earlier today, nine to noon, and not one person wanted to talk about anything to do with what happened on the field in any NFL game over the weekend. Now, not a one. I will say this to the people that are burning your gear: you all are idiots. I'm sorry. What are you doing? Do you think you're going to stay mad at the NFL forever? You're, I saw people online burning thousands of dollars worth of gear from Kansas City to Pittsburgh. That's too expensive. Oh, my God. You're doing the NFL a favor because you're going to buy all that stuff again. Two things I don't know why they're so expensive. Beef jerky and jerseys. Jerseys! Why, so why is that? That's $180? $178 for that jersey? Are you serious? Are you sure? Does it have real gold Are you thread? Sure? I'm not buying the next guy's jersey also. It's just this one. Just this one. For 180 bucks, he should have signed it. Do they manufacture these on Mars? And you have to, is that shipping cost? Is why is that 180 bucks? So they burned all them. Okay, who's up? My te- my um, call screener. Call screener. Nathan, you're on with the dogs. Go. Hey guys, how are you today? Good. Um, it is now official that I cannot go anywhere on the radio dial and avoid politics. We're we're finally there. It's very it's very depressing that you know, and I'm not saying this to criticize. It's just. While I was listening over the past 10 minutes about you guys discussing politics, I was just like, we could be talking about Kentucky's epic meltdown, dude. Oh, like, let's uh, let's yeah. focus on positive vibes. There, uh, I'll bet you, I'll bet you anything. I'll bet you a free detail, Tony. I'll detail your car for free if you, for a year if you can go along the sidelines and tell me and ask these guys why they're kneeling. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you that that. Fifty percent don't have the same story on why they're kneeling. They don't know why they're kneeling. They're kneeling because they're told to be kneeling by the Democrat Party, and that's what everything boils down to. Well, they I, th- be, I think you know, they were, con- on Sunday, Nathan. Uh, Sunday they were kneeling because they were pissed off at the president because they were dismissed by the president. Yeah, they uh, as he, a, as a black guy, I feel for them. Yeah, you know, I, he he just and he's done this before. He dismissed the president before him. He said stuff like that. Right. This is, you know, I used to like Trump. I thought he was a great personality, whatever. And then he started going bat crap crazy. Yeah. He's, he's just dismissing. He, he didn't of, tell both sides of the story. Yeah. He, and well, but, and again, when, when does he ever, though? When he gets that little smile in the corner of his mouth, he's at a rally. He's playing to the crowd. He's playing to he's the crowd. hyped up. And you're going, dude, everyone is taking you serious. So what you say, you can't do that. So who's online, too? Trey. Trey. Hey, what's going on, dogs? Hey, Trey. Hey, uh, just a couple things. Number one, on Saturday, me and my wife had to go back home to Ashland, Kentucky for the weekend because of a family emergency. But we listened to 840 WHAS. We got to listen to the entire uh, Louisville game all the way across the state. So that was pretty cool. Cool. Number two, uh, I was on the way back 
uh, Dave, I was like you. I caught that tail end of the Bengals game. Yes. You know, with me being a Bengals fan, I felt like I was watching the Kentucky game all over again. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> awesome because I'm not a Kentucky fan. But either. Uh, and then I got back home, and I was looking on Facebook, and I saw this thing about Jerry Jones having a meeting with everyone. I just wanted to know if you all had heard anything, if that's true or not, about as soon as somebody takes a, a seat or something like that, they're fired. Um, I don't know, but I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, thanks, man. I now, saw Jerry that Jones doesn't want this to be happening, obviously, but I don't think he goes. Well, the players that are in danger aren't the stars. I mean, there are plenty of owners that would say, you know, I probably wish I could fire him. And maybe because Trump claims to be friends with these guys, we all have that friend that you don't tell things to because they're going to repeat it. Trump almost sounded like he was listening to owners behind the scenes. Man, I wish I could just fire these guys, but I can't. It's 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 the, not the dynamic that I'm living in. It's not reality. And then he repeats it at a rally. There are a lot of owners probably would like to do that, but superstars are safe. What you got to watch out for probably is if you're a kind of middle of the pack player and you're protesting and your performance doesn't match your your dollar sign. That's a possibility. You ever had that drunk uncle? That your mother would have that conversation with to say, are you trying to alienate yourself from everyone in the family? Your beha- If you continue this, you're going to alienate yourself from everyone in the family. No one is going to talk to you. Somebody's got to keep the peace. So, yeah, right. So Donald is that guy. He's, try- he's going down the line. It's just, it's just the NFL and NBA's turn to be alienated. He's done, he's done this all the way down the line. Did radio and media first. Now, I feel, first. I feel for the players because the players used to just come out, do the national anthem. Whether they felt anything about it or not, it was just tradition, and we played our games. Now players have to think, okay, who on my team is protesting? I, I don't care about this either way, but I've got to either kneel or not and, and get the backlash from either side. And I just want to play a football game. That's why I respect the coaches this weekend that said, look it, we are not going to be a part of the circus. We are going to stay in the tunnel till the national anthem's over, and that's good for the players because they don't feel a need to do one thing either way. Some of them might feel disrespected because they're not going to be seen kneeling. But there's also the other side. The guys maybe that are against what the players are doing, but they can't say it. And if they stand, they're going to hear it it's from them. It's a tough them. spot. If you're a teammate. I mean, I applauded Mike Tomlin for at least trying to take a lead here. Look, I'm trying, We're to, trying win a, to win a game. He go, I'm trying to win football games. And we're not into this political BS. So we're going to sit in the locker room. A lot like every college football team does every Saturday. But then everybody started attacking the Steelers. I'm never watching a Steelers game again. They're staying in the locker room. You do know every college football team does that every Saturday, right? I don't care. I can't. Who's that guy? Oh, Facebook guy. I don't know why I should. When things like that happen, I got to say no Facebook for 48 hours. We got to take a break. We will be live at Sternberg Automotive on Friday for our last show. Please join us. We'll have an epic lineup of people that will come on with us and uh, to say goodbye. Uh, so Sternberg Automotive Preston Highway, a block up from Fern Valley. Sternberg, uh, Brian Sternberg's son, scored his first touchdown. Oh, man. This weekend. First of many. They call him the Iceberg. Why? Because his last name is Sternberg. And he's cold as ice. Oh, gotcha. He's cold as ice. Because icebergs are... Iceberg strikes again. Iceberg doesn't exactly sound like a four four forty. I know, but iceberg is like he's cold as ice. Iceberg. Gotcha. Iceberg. So uh, go on by. Family-owned operated. Uh, go on by. They've been doing it since 1967. They've got 250 used cars on the lot. And work trucks, work trucks, and more work trucks. If you're online... 
We'll get Fred Calgill, and we'll take some of your phone calls, so sit tight. Right here on 790. You know, the, the Clemson game kind of hurts a little more now that you see Florida State is not all that in a bag of chips. Oh, my gosh. What the heck happened to your Seminoles? And I tell you what, Blackman played all right. He missed some open receivers, but he played pretty NC well. NC State lost to South Carolina. I know that. They beat Florida Defense State. didn't look good, the offensive line. But you, you get in the red zone eight times and come away with one touchdown, you got problems in the red zone. Fred Calgill from WLKY. How are you, sir? Hey, Fred. Good, my friends. How about you guys? Oh, well, we're trying to uh, dodge the landmines and have an opinion at the same time. So we're all <laughs> we're all in the same boat here, buddy. So that being said, Fred, tiptoe your yeah, way yeah. up the beach, will there you? you? Go. Here's the map. Go ahead, Fred. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Thanks. Uh, that's, uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, so, uh, it's uh, yeah, quite your, the weekend. Yeah, your, your thoughts on, uh, and Bobby just talked about it at the press conference, and I was surprised he went there uh, because you you almost, you almost want to go, if you don't have to, <laughs> don't go there. Uh, but he did anyway, and I, I commend him on that. Uh, what is your thoughts about this whole hubble-loo since uh, Friday and, and Donald Trump in his uh, rally on uh, in Alabama to where we are today? That's a really good question. Uh, I was surprised Bobby went as far as he did and said some of the things he did. Uh, you know, this is America, and he has the right to his opinion, and I think I'm proud of him, actually, that he said what he said in terms of having an opinion versus just giving a Melba Toast answer. I mean, I like the idea that he dealt with the team and talking about it because it has become such a big story uh, in college football that sort of transcends sports as well about what we're going to stand for in the United States and uh, the right to free speech and where does that go and all of that. Uh, I think it's um, kind of a good thing that college teams don't go out for the national anthem. I think that you know, protects them in a lot of ways, especially from the standpoint purely of time and that there's at least, I think, seven minutes between, uh, or roughly that ballpark anyway, between when the national anthem is actually sung and when they're really due on the field. You know, it's it's an outspoken topic. I mean, uh, you know, from a personal standpoint, we live in the best country which has ever existed in 6,000 years of human history. We have our problems. Uh, we have our challenges. But when you look at the the landscape of 6,000 years of recorded human history, not even close how uh, great a place this is. We have lots of challenges ahead of us, but um, I'm not sure that's necessarily the forum uh, for this kind of thing because, uh, it, personally, if I were a coach, it, it uh, disrupts the team. I mean, it really does. There are other places to voice your opinion, and for me, it would be very distracting trying to focus on a game when guys are doing that, especially at the college level because kids are younger, men are younger. Uh, I think maybe in the pro level, there's less of a possibility of that happening. But at the end of the day, you know, a coach will tell you, uh, leaving this particular topic out of it, that the, the fewer distractions, the better. I mean, they want to be focused on, on whatever they're focused on game-wise. And for anything to distract them uh, can take away from their effort. And so uh, do they have the right to have their opinions? Absolutely. Is that the greatest place to, to speak their opinion? If I were a coach, I'd say no, because it distracts from the team, regardless of the merits of the argument one way or the other. But uh, we live in an amazing country, and I know we can all do better for each other. There's no doubt about that. How we do it, how we go about it, I think, to some degree, defines who we are as people. Here's what's sad to me, Fred, and Mud talked about this earlier. You have a group of folks in this country that feel left behind, and the president's words in their mind make it, um, make it worse. And then another group of people that say, this guy's finally saying things that I think. When this, and the sad part is that on Sunday, 
You go to a sports bar, gay, straight, white, black, men, women, everybody came together on Sunday and left behind Monday through Friday and the social issues that we have and all got behind their football team. That's gone right now. Mm. Yeah, sports has uh, it's always been an escape to some degree, but it's also been a mirror image of our society. I mean, it has been both. And if you look through all the way back to Jackie Robinson and before, Kurt Flood. I mean, they aren't just race issues. They're also economic issues. Um, Kurt Flood, um, for people who don't remember, is the guy that really broke the reserve clause in baseball and sacrificed his own career to do it. So this hasn't just been a uh, an issue of color. It's also been an issue of money. Uh, and, you know, not just uh, African-American players were held back uh, in what the players thought basically was slavery. And it really was, because with the reserve clause, you basically were tied to one team and had no negotiating power. And with the end of the reserve clause, there was free agency, and guys like Reggie Jackson really broke through in the 70s, and now we have guys making $25 million a year. So there are a lot of levels to this in a lot of ways, but I agree with you uh, that uh, sports has always been a bit of an insulation, a bit of a place, we, an escape, for lack of a better expression. And But there have been times throughout history where, it has absolutely been a reflection of our society, and sometimes not a positive reflection as well, drug issues being a great example also. So, uh, you know, I'm not trying to sugarcoat this at all. I mean, this is a, a serious issue uh, that I think needs to be dealt with by serious people who are a positive cheer to try to help solve versus tearing each other apart because that, frankly, doesn't accomplish anything. Let's get to a, a more difficult topic, which is, is there an unexplainable force that's keeping Kentucky from beating Florida? It was heartbreaking what happened Saturday night, and there's just no, again, way to sugarcoat that either. I mean, when you have a lead in the fourth quarter, a substantial lead, and, you know, you see them self-destruct the way they did and still fight and still be in it, and even when they fell behind, still have a chance to win it and then do it again. Yeah, there all these jokes about Commonwealth being built on some ancient uh, Indian burial ground <laughs> and all that other stuff. I've heard all these jokes before. Um, I, I got talking with my son about this this morning. My son Christian's a junior at UofL. And uh, I was a guest at one of his classes, uh, not the point of the story, but we are talking about this particular issue and, and building programs. And, you know, and, and re- at the beginning reference point was UofL football back in the 80s. I mean, UofL had to take a lot of punches, a lot of punches, before it began to get traction uh, to where it uh, is now. And even when there was traction, even when there was a Fiesta Bowl, there were punches and fallbacks. Even when there was an Orange Bowl win, they, there were coaches that were not very successful here. Ron Cooper comes to mind. Steve Kreitler comes to mind. So every positive step is like, you know, the old cliche about one step forward, two steps backward. And, and Kentucky is now going through that, too, in maybe a more graphic way because of this infamous streak and all of that. You know, I think this is the fifth year of the Stoop 3 building project. And there's no question. I mean, you see the talent level improvements. He's had five straight top 30 recruiting classes, and that does show on the field. It's far from perfect. But this does go to show you that, I mean, it is so hard to build a football team, especially one that's had very little positive success in over 100 years. And here's a guy, Mark Stoops, I greatly admire. I mean, he could have had other jobs. He, he sought out this job. He has stayed in this job. Uh, he has been torn apart limb from limb at times uh, by Big Blue Nation, really has, uh, and I think somewhat unfairly. Uh, he is the perfect guy for the job. He is so desperately wanting to make this happen. And, and, and they've made such dramatic strides. I mean, I, I predicted Kentucky would win. And I said, I think at least on this radio show, that I would bet Kentucky straight up against Florida. I was that outspokenly mm-hmm. positive that Kentucky was going to win outright. 
it, it hurts. There's just no way around it. And you're going to walk around feeling like you're punching the stomach, and I'm sure they are right now. They're going to have to get back up because they got a game this week. Luckily, not a game against a major power, uh, but a team they're going to have to, you know, get their collective act together and play well and win and then get more positive traction for that next opportunity. There's still a Tennessee out there. There's still a Louisville out there. And after what happened here last year in Louisville when Kentucky was able to win against its arch rival on on the road and ended a long losing streak to the Cardinals, I mean, that just showed me, you know, the kind of things that this team is capable of. I think it's won 10 of its last 15 games. And I don't know how many times in Kentucky football history you can say that about this program. Maybe you can count on two hands. Not many more than that, that's for sure. Fred Calgo, WLKY, despite all of the protests, and I still think that's a fairly small reason why NFL viewership is down at the end of the day. We, When we were younger, we would go to sports bars, and we'd watch games all day long, watch Monday night, Thursday night football, and now that we're older and we have more responsibilities, we don't watch it like we used to, and our kids, the younger generation, don't watch media and absorb things like we did at all, ever. I think that's the bigger thing there. Have you, Fred, as as an adult, as you've gotten older, do you watch the NFL more or less or about the same? A lot less than I used to. Yeah. Uh, it, it holds a lot less attraction for me, uh, both the fact that my Giants are so horrible uh, as well as that, <laughs> well, that I see. It's yeah. not the most entertaining product in the world, to be honest. I, mean, I like college football way more. It's, to me, it's way more entertaining. I'll sit and watch a college football game that I have no emotional stake in or editorial stake in way faster than I'd watch an NFL game. You tell me that the Niners and, and Rams are on, I could care less. Mm-hmm. But you tell me, you tell me um, an Ohio State uh, reaching for USC-type game is out, I'm going to watch that game yeah. because I, I love that sport because of the pageantry and there's still the element of you know the alma mater and all of that. And, you know, and I still get caught up in it. I got to go back to my alma mater, Tennessee, last weekend. My daughter was on a college visit first to center on Friday and then to, to Knoxville on Saturday. And... You know, you do. You get there. There's a certain emotional attachment to your alma mater, especially if you're lucky enough to, and talented enough or bright enough to graduate. Uh, that will always go with you, and that that goes beyond uh, rationale, <laughs> reason, mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, so um, I think it's a more fun place. I mean, I've had chances to leave over the years to go to pro markets, and I one of the reasons uh, many that I've decided to stay that I did decide to stay is because it's more fun covering college sports. Pick a Sanex Trinity winner for Friday night. No, that's not fair. You're yeah, I know. I, I know. You didn't dodge the, the Donald Trump wow. kneeling, but wow. you're going to dodge the same Trinity. Come on. I'm about to say, this might be harder than the Trump question. <laughs> uh, if you played this game ten times, I think uh, Trinity would probably win seven of them. But I think for the first time in a long time, St. X has a real chance to, to give Trinity a game and see what happens in the fourth quarter. I think any rivalry like this needs both sides to win. I mean, I'm not rooting against one or rooting for one. I'm rooting for the rivalry. And uh, being a Tennessee fan and seeing Alabama beat us about the 80 years in a row, seemingly, seeing Kentucky and Florida like that, I and mean, it's just no fun. A, a rivalry is only as good as the teams are in that rivalry, and to see a one-sided thing isn't does not benefit anybody in this. So, I mean, Trinity, I have enormous respect for, as you know. I mean, they're number, I think, 13 in the uh, U.S. Saturday National Computer Poll. There are 20 in the so-called experts poll. St. X is not right nationally at all. And they, they need a signature win. They wanted one over their arch rival forever. Need one forever. The rivalry probably needed. So for for the good of the game, I'm going to predict St. X will finally end the losing streak. Uh, and but it's more from a standpoint of wanting this rivalry to be more than one sided.
Gotcha. All right, you made the pick. I agree with you. This is best. This is Will Wolford's best team he's had since he's been there. They've got all the pieces of the puzzle. They got speed on the outside. They got a great quarterback. The offensive line is probably the best in the state. Uh, they got their best chance. Do you agree that Saint X would win three out of ten times? I do agree with that. I think if you played it ten times, the Saint X would win three of them. Uh, but I, I still think, obviously, I'm picking them. The Rocks. All right, Fred. Well, yeah, Cal- Trinity's a favorite. You got to give them. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Trinity's a seven-point favorite. Now. No, but it's it's a fun pick. It, it certainly is, and uh, and it's going to be a great game. This game will not be like the days of old. This will go down to the fourth quarter. I I, I guarantee so. you. Yep. I all right, so. all right, Fred. Great, great, uh, great time talking to you, buddy. Thank you, boys. See you, man. All right. Uh, Genesis Diamond Chivalry Plaza next to Trader Joe's. I'm so lucky that we have this Decorey event that's coming up this weekend because, and you're so lucky because this is an opportunity for you to get um, a vacation out of the whole deal. Decorey has taken over the Genesis showroom with thousands of beautiful rings and unheard incentives, including free honeymoons. That's exactly right. Free honeymoons. You buy your Decorey engagement ring at Genesis Diamonds this weekend and get a $5,000 honeymoon plus another 1000 in spending money. Listen, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Decorey fashion and bridal jewelry, it's here. And the incentives are second to none. You see the entire Tory, uh, Tacori collection, hundreds of new rings, including all new designs, styles, gorgeous one-of-a-kind handmade rings. Tacori Design Studios in California is basically shipping everything here to Louisville. Special event, Genesis Diamonds, Chivalry Plaza, next to Trader Joe's. Go see my friends there. They are the best. Jackie's got a ring from Genesis. So should you. Back after this, sorry, Jeff and Ranger. We'll get you right after the break on 790. Carity. This report is brought to you. All right, we are uh, back. Glad to have you back. The Afternoon Underdogs wrapping up the week in 12 years. So the Afternoon Underdogs on Friday at Sternberg Automotive. Riding off into the sunset and getting some sun tomorrow at the Body Shapes Medical Compound. 25 again with Ted and Lisa. Wednesday downtown, the pre-Bobby Petrino Show warm-up act. That's us. Down at 4th Street Live. Sport and Social Club. And then Friday, Sternberg Automotive, one of our good friends. Last show, special guest plenty. Yep, it's going to be fun. Before we move on to our next chapter. Yes, on 840. Which we've kind of done. Listen for Dave from 9 a.m. to noon. Listen for Tony Vanetti from 6 to 8 p.m. on 840 WHAS. It's as simple as that. Jeff, you're on with the dogs. Jeff? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Hey. Man, love you guys. Been listening to you for years and years and years. It's it seems like I'm just getting older, and 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 the show just keeps getting better. But oh, anyway, um, you know, my whole thing on it is, is I'm an American, and, and we shouldn't pull politics into my sports because on I'm I, you know, I like to watch football on Saturday and football on Sunday. I don't need no political bull crud coming into my sports, but they've pulled it in. And my opinion is if you don't stand for the anthem, you don't stand for America, you don't stand for the veterans that fought and died for our country, then I don't stand for you. I will cancel my DirecTV. I will not eat Papa John's pizza. And I will not watch the NFL again. Peace. And if I had the money, 
I'd burn the the hundred and eighty dollar jersey, but I just ain't got the money to buy the jersey. <laughs> I don't know what pizza has to do with this. We have to keep pizza out of this. But the people burning their gear online, uh, you know, stop. You're going to wear that gear again. You're not going to hate the NFL forever. I'll tell you a little lesson. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda in the 1960s, in the middle of the Vietnam War, which everyone hated, she visited the North Vietnamese Army. She got in an anti-aircraft gun and pretended to shoot down American jets. She was the most hated woman in America. Twelve years later, she won an Academy Award for On Golden Pond. And made a bunch of money in exercise videos. So stop. Doesn't mean she wasn't a traitor. And she was, and she was back in everyone's graces. Oh, we love you so much. She, that is the worst thing a star has ever done to our servicemen and women. That single number one. Besides, weren't they passing notes to her, prisoners of war? Yes, and, and she, she was turning them over, over to, to her the, captors. Yeah, now I can't confirm that story. I do know there's a video of her sitting in an anti-aircraft gun in North Vietnam, pretending to shoot down American aircraft. Is it true that she is right now vacationing with Kim Jong Un? Is that uh, true? And then twelve years later, she's uh, she wins an Academy Award. So again. Now, here's something. Don't burn your stuff. Here's what the owners and the players and everybody has in common. They worry about their wallets, correct? Yes, yes. So I saw that if the NFL ratings are down 10% again this year and they're trending that way, for all of the TV networks that carry the games and claim they lose money every year, that's a $200 million net loss in operating income. Hello. So and we're looking at a 2021 renegotiation of the of the labor agreement, and that, that could be even uglier. Here's what the league has to say to DeMaury Smith, the Players Association rep. So let's all agree on the money part of this. If this continues, and if the ratings continue to decline, we are not only not going to increase the salary cap next year, we are going to lower it. Now that means less money in contracts. That means less guys employed. Maybe that's a way. The old greenbacks. Everybody can get together and say, let's please make this just about the sport again. Ranger, go. How we doing, gentlemen? Right, Good. Man. Crazy, crazy, crazy long day, long wait. I split about a rick of wood with my earbud in while I was waiting for you guys to get to me. Now that, that's anyway. American right there. That's <laughs> Anyway, I, I don't want to be too wordy on this, but as a veteran, I love my country. I love my flag. I love the people in this country. We have so many issues at hand that need to be taken care of. I don't think they can be taken care of on the football field. Hell, the politicians can't take care of it. Okay? But I lost track with the NFL a long time ago, long before this, because they had other issues. You talked about Trump saying what he said to take away from something else that was going on. Well, is the NFL doing the same thing? Are they doing this because of all the issues that they have? trying to make something different, trying to play another card, trying to get more fans in, trying to get the ratings up, I have no idea. You brought up Coach Tomlin, okay, keeping his players in the tunnel. Respectful thing to do. There was one individual that he did not keep into the tunnel. He was out in front of the tunnel. That was Mr. Bill Nueva. Plays for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Decorated. Bronze Star recipient. U.S. Army Ranger. He has pride, and there are a lot of people in this country that have pride, veterans and otherwise. I myself, I was a serviceman in the 80s. When I walked through the airport, I got stared at. 
I've never been thanked so much for my service in the last five years than I did the whole 11 years that I was in from 1980 to 1991. So I guess the only thing I want to say is I hate seeing this. I do not agree with it. I'm not sure what the protest is about. You take Mr. Mudd. Mr. Mudd, the difference between Mr. Mudd and myself, there's two things, career pass and the color of our skin. That's it. We work our butts off every day to provide. Millions of Americans work their, their butts off every day to provide. Okay? The opportunities are there. It is up to you to take advantage of those opportunities. You can't blame somebody else for your problems. And you can't expect somebody else to take care of your problems. This is America. I'm a proud American. I love it. And I will fight for these people every day. Thank you, Ranger. Thank you, Ranger. Um, the third thing is that he's not going to cut up a rick of wood. Mud's not going to. How do you know? Well, he, he are anti-splinter. Taking a guess. Mud writes a check hey, for I'm, wood. I'm not as big as you, but I can hold my own. Oh, don't compliment him. Oh, yeah. Oh, brother. Not don't don't men, kiss your not arm. Not many, gun show. Not many oh, men as boy. big as I am. Guns, but. guns, guns. <laughs> <laughs> that was me for a while. Guns, uh, guns, guns. There are, that's true. Sunday. There are two sides to everything. Heck, there's three sides. Your side, their side, and the truth. And that's why it's so difficult to uh, kind of weed through all this. Let's get to Heavy. What's up, Heavy? Heavy. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's happening, man? Hey, I just wanted to speak on this little situation. I just, just, just me, I guess, personally, I just look at it as a phase. And that and here about the last 15, 20 years, we've just been working to get to something like this. And everybody's paying attention this little situation that's going on, but you know, it's just the way society is today. This 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 PC world, that's just the way it is. I mean, we've done gotten rid of things in schools, things in churches, things here, things there, and and you know, all that stuff is okay. But then when you deal with little things like this, everybody wants to make a big deal about it. You know, I think it's, you know, mind your own business type thing. You know, make sure your household is taken care of. Make sure you everybody wants to be patriotic and look at everything as as I'm this and I'm that when these situations comes up. But well, what do you do behind the scenes? What do you tell your kids? What do, what, what do white parents tell their kids versus what black parents tell their kids in the household to make you know are they really being as patriotic as as they are now just because they see what's going on TV right now? You know, there's a whole lot of other things you take care of in the background instead of worrying about what you're seeing on TV because you know. When you're not being, when you're not, you know, seeing this stuff on TV, what are you doing at home? What are you doing to be this great person? Not saying everyone's like that, but we all have our demons. We all have our skeletons in the closet. Thank you, Heavy. We got to go. It's top of the hour, man. We are way late for the top of the hour break. We knew it was going to be a crazy day on the radio, and that's where we're at, right in the middle of all that. Talking uh, about the NFL, but not talking about their product. Bobby Petrino and his thoughts on this entire situation is coming up next, right here on 790. KRD. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. All right, we are back. I'm just going to play the damn sound. And what now? Uh, talk for a second, please. This is good news for you. By the way, we'll get back to all the NFL stuff. And if you want to weigh in on ESPN's decision tonight... 
since it's MS and ESPN. But they are, of course, because the protests are a huge story, going to cover the national anthem. They usually don't on Monday Night Football. Does that decision impact what you're going to do with the Cowboys-Cardinals tonight? I would love to tune in and have the game getting ready to start and have the announcers just talking about the football game, and I hope we get back to that. The fact that they are going to lead with it, cover it, show it, talk about it all night long, I'm out. I am not watching this game. Probably wouldn't anyway, but that cements it. So if that changes what you're thinking, 571-7900, maybe someday football will just be football again. And you're going to love this, Tony. Your favorite new movie, It, is now the highest-grossing horror movie in U.S. history. I told you. Overtaking The Exorcist. Did I tell you? I told you. Now, there are asterisks because of the price of movie tickets, but it only costs $35 million to make. It's cleared $313 million already. It's just beginning. Child-eating clowns. Everybody's going to buy it. I'm buying it on digital the second it comes out. I'm going to put it on the iPad. How about this? NFL referees dressed as killer clowns. No, don't think that'll work. No? No. No, sometimes when they make a really bad call at the end of the game, they look like that person. (laughs) Just trying to think of a way we can be united. Well, I can't pull RCS up now. In our disdain for Killer Clowns. I had the engineer come in. I'll call him again. He rebooted it under his... Did you log out and try to log back in? If I I didn't move the... Because I was doing a radio show. Hello. Uh, Right. I I was out gardening. I didn't move the mouse. Oh, so so you got to log back in. So you got to log back in. Touch your mouse once in a while. I would love... It probably oh, it just logged you off? Yeah. People told me to stop touching my mouse so much, so then I, I stopped That's doing why it. you're wearing glasses. Fortunately, mm-hmm. you stopped just in time. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is the second to last time you'll have to worry about that computer Yeah, right we're there. only in this studio one more time on Thursday, because we're on the road tomorrow at the compound at Body Shades Medical. We're going to be 25 again. We'll be at the pool uh, poolside. Then Wednesday, down with the Coach's Show. Friday, we're going to be last show at... Sternberg. Mm-hmm. And Kenny in the garage may make an appearance on Preston Highway. I would love to see him. Went to the visitation yesterday. Yep. It's great to see Kenny. I Kenny. didn't recognize him. He, he had, had a haircut. haircut. He was dressed up. Mm-hmm. Had a jacket on. And had, right. And he had a Coca-Cola like can in his hand, which seems so unnatural. Instead, instead of a beer, yeah. All and right, we all know what we're beer. talking about. We talked about it last hour. Uh, I'll play... You know what? I got to commend our boy Bobby Petrino for actually getting in and talking about it. He had, he's got four minutes on Donald Trump and whether the you know they're kneeling or not. Of course, everyone it's freaking out because the Steelers and who else stayed in the well the Titans game. Both teams did that in the Titans. They stayed game. in the locker room and they're like, "Oh my gosh, what a disgrace!" Every college football team stays in the locker room while the national anthem plays. And I tell you what, the National Football League coaches like Mike Tomlin are actually leading. I'm not a fan of that, but... Be a leader. I would rather have every single player in the tunnel just hang out, do what you got to do, and not make it a story. Make it about the football game, because you put pressure on both sides. Players now feel the need, okay, I'm going to be on social media, half my guys in my locker room want to kneel, half don't, but I feel like I can't speak out against it. So now you have all this going on in their heads, where if you stay in the tunnel... It's not a problem. Uh, I wish they were out saluting the flag. I wish they were standing for the anthem. But I would rather them stay in the tunnel and this not be a story. Mike Tomlin from the Pittsburgh Steelers is saying what most people are saying. Please keep the politics out of I'm just trying to win a football game. Why do I have to deal with this? I want to play football. 
But I totally support everybody that takes a knee. Totally, 100%. It's your right as an American. I'm all in board. I'm all board. It's a silent protest. It's also the right of the ownership that, uh, that employs you to fire you if they want to for doing this. Yeah, I think that's crappy. I think it's crappy. And that's unlikely to happen. The backlash right. would be ridiculous. And by the right. way, a lot of the best players are the ones protesting. Yeah, that's exactly right. So Now, if you're a guy that's maybe in the second year of a four-year deal and you're underperforming, could that affect your uh, status? Quite possibly. My wife I'd just, be a little more nervous. My wife just texted me and said, hey, did you mess with my fantasy football league? Because I had the second highest point total for the weekend. I did not touch her league, but I'm going to take credit for it. Say, oh, yeah. Wait, sense. so she doesn't have any... I guess, confidence in her own ability to put a roster together? She doesn't know how to get online and go to ESPN and do all that. Oh. But she has a fantasy football team. Yes. She was, she was talking. So how does she do it? She, she was forced to do it at her work. They force you? When yes. you sell light bulbs, they do fantasy football? We put football? you in our fantasy football league. We did auto draft for you. She went, oh, okay. Oh. River, you're all with the dogs. River. What's up, fellas? What's up? Hello? Yeah. Hey. Hello? Hey, I got a little wish list here, but before I do it, let me tell you how I deal with what's going on right now. I always stand for the flag. I don't judge people who don't. That's up to them. I honor my son who's in the military and has been in for 14 years straight out of high school. And when I talked to him about it, he said, Dad, that's why we do what we do, so that you have that right. So I keep that in my head because mm-hmm. I can't help it. I see this and I go. So with all that, I think I want my sports back. I don't like politics. I'm tired of hearing about it all the time. I know it's the big piece, but I want to talk sports, most, most notably football. So with all that said, here's my wish list. And it has nothing to do with family, just a general. Number one, my biggest wish is sports would become sports again. Number two, that the Clintons would go far away. And that number three, someone takes Donald Trump's phone from him. (laughs) (laughs) I think there are plenty of people in the White House that would agree with all three of those things. Uh, There's not too many people that disagree that... What Donald Trump did Friday, which started this entire fire, was a complete, uh, hey, look over here. Don't look at other stuff. It's widely known now that the repeal and replace second attempt for the health care is not probably going to go through. Rand Paul tweeted over the weekend that he is not going to be bribed. i got to respect that. That's pretty cool. And in typical fashion, they are trying now to put special deals in for Alaska and one other state to try to buy McCaskill on another vote. That's to try what, to get it over the top. Yeah, that drives me crazy about politics. It happens every day. How but do I do that? That drives me crazy, too. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. This thing is to, for extra books in school. How did you get a bridge in Arkansas mm-hmm. <laughs> fit into that bill? Because that's how it works. No, that's not how it works. Watch how it's done. Well, stop doing done. it that yeah, way. Stop doing it that way. Those are called riders. Miles, you're on with the dogs. What's good, man? How you doing? Good. Good. How are you? I'm good, man. So I just wanted to weigh on this for just a little bit because I hear a lot of people talking about the whole key sports out of politics. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is our Miles. Yeah, baby. Oh, Oh, hey, Miles. What's up, up, man? (laughs) All right. But, yeah, I'm good. But the biggest thing that I want to let people know is, look, for what you're seeing now, the whole – 
sports and politics. I just want to give a little bit of different perspective, maybe from a demographic that doesn't call here enough. I'm from West End, Louisville, okay? So what you guys are seeing, this politics and sports, and even with me not going through the civil rights movement or things like that, this is something that's been going on for years. Even when I was doing sports, even when I was in high school, middle school, we would have discussions about certain schools we're about to go to. I'll never forget, we went to a meet in around, I think, I think Hazard County and a few other county schools were there. And I'll never forget, my coach Donnelly was like, you're going to hear some things you probably never heard before. Calm down, chill out. I remember listening to my mom and hearing about the things that happened to her when she was going out and doing sports and things like that. Politics and race has always been mixed for some communities. And the biggest way that we get through these kind of things is actually listen to the grievances on why people are doing what they do. Trust me, man, nobody wants to sit here and talk about the national anthem all day. Honestly, to be honest, anyone who's ever been to any NFL game, sporting event, you have those people who do stand for the flag, but you also have those people who don't take their hat off. You also have those people who sit down. I see people every day drinking beer, chilling, and I was, I'll never forget one time I was playing my Game Boy, and my mom smacked my Game Boy out of my hand and told me to put my hand over my heart. Yeah. But, but we are now in an age, uh, and I hate to say this, of it's almost like people are looking for a reason to be mad instead of looking for the real reason of why the protest started. And I, here's my thing. I understand people say, well, I don't like this. I don't like this kind of protest. I don't like how they're doing it. To be honest with you, man, there's never going to be such thing as a good protest. It's not. But at the end of the day, I always tell people this, and my mom used to tell me this all the time. Be the, be the change you want to see. Be that example. Okay, they're not standing for the flag. But what good is it doing you booing them? Are you not disrespecting it too? When you boo those men kneeling down, when you sit here and yell swear words, at me and Neely, okay, maybe they're in the wrong. How about you set that example for that child next to you? Because believe it or not, just like those men on that field are taking a knee for what they believe in, that camera's also on you as a fan. Now, I get a lot of people saying they're not going to watch this game tonight, and I want to give a little bit of education, too, because I have friends who are actually deeply involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. Black Lives Matter has actually we're one of the first people to say, I'm not going to watch any of these games. And now you got people trying to protest that protest by not watching the game. I say we should all just come together and watch the game together for this one time. We all need to sit here and actually figure out what's going on. The biggest issue we have with this country is we don't talk to each other. We don't know each other. And that is why we hurt each other. And that is why we're afraid of each other. We are so afraid to talk to one another and so quick to yell and spit hatred that we don't understand we both fighting the same fight. These people, these men kneeling, they don't want to kneel. They don't want to do that. But they feel like there are issues in this country that need to be addressed. And for some reason, they feel like they're the silent minority. Just like we had people during this election that felt like they were the silent majority. What they don't know is both people are doing the same thing. And all it takes is a little time and patience. And guess what? We will get through this. Yes, we and will. that's why I'm watching this game. And a sad thing, Miles, though, is that this used to be... Yeah, good take, uh, good take Miles. We love you, buddy. Yeah, we'll, see go, you, we'll see you around the station. Go to a sports bar on Sunday, and the sports was always the unifier. In the locker room with, with yep. the men, yep. even difficult times in our country's history, there was unity in a locker room. In sports was always too. a in uniter, and in, in the stands. stands. Yeah.
Yeah. Didn't matter your ethnicity, your sex, your gender, your identification, whatever it is. Everyone's wearing the jerseys, and everyone gets along on Sunday. And a lot of people, I think most people, just want that back. Uh, just for Not hiding from any problems. Top of the hour notes here. Justin Thomas is from Louisville, and he's the best golfer in the world. Huge. $10 from Goshen, dollars. actually. We need to say that. That's, that's, Louisville. that's Louisville. We live in Goshen, so... Well, so now we're, we can't be from Louisville. He's got to be from Goshen. Well, if you live in Goshen, you want to claim him because it's a smaller little... He lives in, Lo- in Louisville. He's a Louisvillian from Goshen. That'll work. Cool. $10 million day for him. He's won six. Well, $10 million plus the purse in the, in yeah. the tournament. Yeah. Second so he, place finish. Yeah, he got it all. About $20 million for the year, something like that? Not bad. Not bad. But he is the top golfer in the world. What to say next? And he That's will be, cool. and he will win the PGA Player of the Year in a landslide. The top U of L football story. Sorry, Dabu Sweeney. Top U of L football story is a squirrel. And the, the top, yeah. and the top UK football story is an unstoppable force that won't allow them to beat Florida. I don't know if this is true. Nobody has confirmed it, but Leland Conway told me that there was some sort of ectoplasmic Ghostbusters kind of reading. Right. And the right corner of one of the end zones had very high levels of some funky paranormal stuff going on. That right corner of the end zone is where there were no Kentucky defenders, like the Bermuda Triangle, and only one Florida receiver at the end of the game for the winning touchdown. The curse of Bear Bryant is alive. Not sure what's going on. There's some kind of portal to hell. If the Gators keep winning, hell has to be involved. Ben, you're on with the dogs. That, that uh, weird vibe must have been on both end zones because it was on the right side of both of those end zones. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to throw y'all a curveball because I want to talk about Kentucky here. I went to the game. I just got my voice back about two hours ago. It was so rocking. It was the best college atmosphere I've ever been to. You can, I watched the replay yesterday. You can't really tell it from that, but it was so loud that at some points my ears started ringing. It's how loud it got. It was awesome. It looked crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looked awesome. Yeah, it looked like an awesome It was. It was it was phenomenal. Let me tell you, I got so much to say, but I'll keep it to a few things. I knew Kentucky was going to lose in the third quarter when they drove the ball, and as soon as they got in the field goal range, they started running it up the middle to keep it centered. From that point on, I looked at the people around me, and I said, we're going to lose this game because we're not playing for six, we're playing for three. And that mentality that – I think what Mark has done at Kentucky is phenomenal, but he's got that mentality, and it cost him big. And the, the isn't there a protocol? I didn't play football, but isn't there a protocol on the defense? You know, the captain look around, count, make sure there's eleven players. Look around, count, make sure that all the receivers are accounted for. Isn't it the coach's responsibility, not just Mark, but all of them? When they see something crazy like that, to run out on the field and call a timeout. Absolutely. I mean, defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator is in charge. He's almost like he's the head coach. When the offense is on the field, the head coach is the offensive coordinator. When the defense is on, it's the defense coordinator. He's in charge of of what's going on on the field. Like, but if he needs, if 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 the head coach wants to take a timeout or whatever, it's the head coach makes that decision. But effectively. Defense coordinators in charge when they're on defense. No, and Kentucky did go to the old prevent, prevent themselves from winning by getting conservative. And then they brought Del Rio in there, gave him a little bit of a spark, and did just enough to lose. And I wish I had an explanation for that 31 years. It defies all explanation. It is, 
It's not. I didn't want to laugh because I know so many Kentucky fans. Nick Rouse was just hurting. Like he couldn't no. understand like what was going on. This they borders were, on the supernatural. They were better than Florida for most of the game, and that's and that happened. And I, I'm sorry. I sat there and Don't I don't start giggling. I, I Please, to laugh not going, today. Oh my god! There you go. Here we go. No way. But this is what 30 years does to you. I'm in a room with mostly Kentucky fans, and as as Florida's coming back. Coming. No one got excited when they went up by two scores. Nobody. I mean, they were happy, but it was very reserved happiness. And then when it was 27-21, I said, final, Florida 28, Kentucky 27. And no one disputed it. I thought they had it when they were up two and two scores and they got the pick and returned it to the Florida 40. I, I thought, okay, they're on a roll. And they had moved the ball pretty easily. So I was like, okay, the pick was good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Make sure you keep touching your mouse okay. so it doesn't log out. I won't do that. Right. Every few minutes, just yank I it. I thought they had it then. I really did. Uh, okay, let's get to Adam. You're on with the dogs. Adam. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call again. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, was, I, I think we look, you know, back to basics, uh, football on Saturday with, with the defense and the offense. I, I like seeing them getting the, the running game going. You know, a lot more, and uh, we got the next game to kind of work on that stuff and getting the, the freshmen, the receivers, the ball, and just kind of getting them reps, you know, and at, at game speed. Uh, I think it's going to help us throughout uh, what we got coming up on our plate with NC State and Boston College look real good. I don't know if you guys caught any of that game. Yeah, better than we thought, yeah. Yeah, and then the fourth quarter just exploded for 21 points, yep. Oh, uh, they were tired, and that guy is like, Super fast. Super fast. Speed. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all you taking my call. Best thing to happen in the Louisville game, one of the things I wanted to see, and they were better than I thought, only 150 yards for Kent State. I wanted to see the defense dominate. Offense made some mistakes, and Lamar wasn't as sharp as he could have been. Rushing yards weren't as high as I would have liked, but you won it easily. The game was never in doubt, and there was a squirrel sighting. Uh, the squirrel was on the Today Show this morning. It was on CBS this morning. What did he say? Well, I don't know. Don't you, you tell have me. Sound? You have the sound there, don't you? Oh, wait a minute. I have to pull it up. Okay, all right. Yeah, it, whatever it was. Cardinal Riggie. Cardinal Riggie! Little nuts. Explain something. Hey, what's going on, dogs? Man, I went to that game, and let's just put it this way. I'm a little upset just because of the mistakes. I'm, you know I'm a hard grader, so I'm going to do Oh, yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Like, Lamar, what are you doing fumbling the ball? What are you doing? I mean, you're supposed to be going through your progressions. What are you doing throwing, you know, that one pick? That one was on there, so I'll give you that. But that and then, you know, getting stripped from behind, touchback, that's the reason why we didn't have the yardage that we were supposed to have. Collins or Colin Wilson looked great. Malik looked great. Like I said, I just – that offensive line disappointed me a little bit because – I'm sorry, Lamar. He should have had, you know had a cleaner pocket to work with throughout the game. So that, that freshman got some things the, to work out. The freshman center, work out. the freshman center, Bell Cardinal Ricky. Did you see in the first quarter the nose guard snatched Bell, the, the center? And the center is huge. Snatched yeah. him, pushed him into the backfield, and then tackled uh, Malik Williams with Bell. Yes, 
Tony. I saw that. That's what I'm talking about. I could like, not what? believe that. I was we like, oh, pushing, Bill. That, that was Kent State. Oh, I was like. And that's what, thank you. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. That is but, what, if you're on a team, if you're on that defense, and you're the defense coordinator or the defensive line coach, when you're watching film, you play that over and over again because it is a seasonal highlight. When you can, yeah, you grab the, the offensive lineman by his shoulder pads, shove him back, and then tackle the runner with the back of the offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. But, hey, to the Malcat fans Damn. out there, 31, baby. <laughs> Kent State had 11 yards passing. 11. <laughs> I got to play this. That is it. I got to play this. What you got? Oh, you're going to do the sound? I mean, no, no. It's not, I'm not Don't rub do it in. I'm not going to. No. This one. Where did I go? Here we go. Don't rub it Twitter. in. Sternberg going to be there on Friday. Looking forward to it. What did I do with it? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here you go. Rub it in. What are you doing? Hang on. I got it. I'm in control. Okay. It doesn't appear that way. Yeah, I'm in control. I'm in control. It'll be worth it. It better be. Now you're going to have a YouTube ad that's going to show up here. Thank you, Mud. Okay. It's it's spooling. It's spooling. It's going to be worth it. I promise. Ad begins in five. You better be right. You can skip the ad, actually. Come on. Download, you freak. Come on! Why don't we take a break and then no, we'll come back? No, damn it! All right. Darn it. We'll take a break. Air serve of Louisville, 561 59-dollar tune-up special. Kind of slow. I mean, it's getting a little warmer again, but eventually you're going to have that cold snap, and that's when you don't want to find out that you need a new HVAC system, especially if it was a minor problem that we can catch now. And for $59, they'll check you inside and out. In all likelihood, you're going to be just fine, but if there's something minor, the $59 tune-up is cheaper than the service call, and they're already there, and they can fix it. If it does get to the point of needing a new system, and they'll never start with that. They'll spend two or three hours at your place before you even get there. They will try to fix it. Why? Because they don't make more money by selling you something that you don't need. They're not full commission like a lot of the other guys, and you hate to have the guy come out and go, you know, it's been kind of a lean month, rent's coming up, they got a nice place. They can afford it. They don't need a new system, but they can afford it, and I'll make 300 bucks off of it. So you don't want that kind of mentality coming out to your house. And those guys are out there, but they don't work for AirServe. 561-0011. Allen Electric 636 Help is the phone number. Give them a call. We have a problem with your residential electric work. Uh, they'll come on out. They've been doing it for 30 years. Better Business Bureau A+. So give them a call. They'll show up on time. They have the part on the truck, and it'll be done as fast as possible. And the price is set. They'll show you the price, and that's it. No surprises. Allen Electric 636 Help. So it's going to be worth it. In a field in the southern Appalachian Hills, one of the world's most respected archaeologists searches for answers. He is Dr. Reginald Carter III. He has uncovered rare dinosaur fossils, discovered ancient fragments of earthbound meteorites, but now faces his most difficult expedition yet, the search for evidence that Kentucky has ever beaten Florida in football. When the University of Kentucky first commissioned this expedition, I knew what I was signed up for. <laughs> oh, but we'll stop it now. Oh, you're going to play the rest after the break. Okay. Right here on 790. Garrity. I do want to remind you to go to Bargain Supply East Jefferson Street and check out the appliances. 
They have them all, okay, including all of the GE, the entire line, okay, refrigerators, washers, dryers, they got it all, dishwashers, all GE stuff. And, of course, we make them here, so you want to do the circle of life, Simba. Uh, so go check out Bargain Supply in the Nulu area. It's right going to be down the street from that new soccer stadium they're going uh, to be finished up on twenty in 2020. So the Nulu area is all exploded with uh, new businesses. But Bargain Supply has been there for a long time. So uh, stop on by. they got their own parking lot. You don't have to park on market. When last we left you, you had a, a documentary oh. footage of an archaeologist trying to find evidence that Kentucky actually did, at one point, beat the Florida Gators. In a field in the southern Appalachian Hills, one of the world's most respected archaeologists searches for answers. He is Dr. Reginald Carter III. He has uncovered rare dinosaur fossils, discovered ancient fragments of earthbound meteorites, but now faces his most difficult expedition yet, the search for evidence that Kentucky has ever beaten Florida in football. When the University of Kentucky first commissioned this expedition, I knew what I was signed up for. With dinosaur fossils, you know that they're out there. But with this, we could very well end up with nothing. (laughs) Though the dig is only six months old, It has already uncovered several promising artifacts. This jacket dates back to 1990 A.D. This lends credibility to the theory that there were actual Kentucky football fans in the 1990s. And as we hope to discover, maybe longer. The oral histories by actual Kentucky fans on the subject have been difficult to interpret, and scholars are still not certain as to their meaning. You know, they, they let you use 11 guys on defense now. We should really try that sometime. <laughs> yeah, let's try, let's try using all 11 guys. I know what I'm up against. You take a look at the record as you see it today, and it doesn't look promising. But if we didn't explore, the Earth would still be considered flat. I think the answer is out there. And I'm going to find it. Or die trying. Yes. There you go. There you go. I've heard it happened in 1986. There's probably video evidence of it. That's funny stuff. But was a doctor. We'll play Bobby here in a second. Travis, you're on with the dog. Travis. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? Hey, I was calling to talk about this kneeling situation in the NFL. Yeah. How does an entire group of NFL players, how can they honestly kneel for something after their entire organization let a lady beater like Ezekiel Elliott continue to play in this game and continue to fight for pieces of crap like that? You know, they, they can one side of their mouth say they're protecting people, and then the other side of their mouth hold nobody accountable when they have the power to. Uh, they, it's a compli- complicated situation. This inc- we, And we talked about it earlier in the show. This covers everybody. Sports fans, politics, race, um, economics. I mean, it is... The NFL is careening out of out of control. Dave and I talked about it and agree on the same thing. The NFL was going to start to go down anyway, and it was years ago that the slide started. They this were is, so far ahead that it looks incremental. 
But 10% on top of 10% is what? But, Close to 20% and then $200 million loss. This is accelerating it. Sure. This is pushing it. The main issue still to me is that we don't watch it like we used to, and our kids watch media completely differently than we do. No doubt. That's the main issue. No doubt. Ted! Hi, Dave. Hi, Tony. Uh, I'm going to keep the political real short. Uh, I feel like I have a say. I'm, I've dated a couple veterans, so and I always stand. So that's just my point on that. Gotcha. But, okay. To, Tony. I thought you were a kneeler. I, <laughs> well, uh, no, not for not for that. No, uh, Dave, <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> anyway, I, I want to talk about UK football. Did anybody happen to notice that Coach Stoops pooped his bed? I mean, you would have thought J-Rock was the, the defensive back coach or something. I mean, that – I didn't know if they – I had – Tony, I saw um, it this weekend. I had to uh, stop the video and look. Maybe there was a clown or something on the sideline. <laughs> no, I don't know. That maybe they were scared to go over there or something. But I, I saw it, Tony. Yeah. You reminded me of that, that, that boy with the glasses. That's what you reminded oh, me of. Oh, okay. All Oliver. Right. More muscular. And real quick, Tony, <laughs> yeah. if you ever decide to sell a jersey, I'm thinking like latex. With your name on the back, okay. like sweater vest, okay, like some kind of sweater vest, I would buy. It. Okay, I'll hang up. On All right, Ted, thank you. All right, kind of meandering today. I think the kneeling kind of I threw him it. off. No, 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 yeah. that was funny. He recovered. He did. Tony is wearing his glasses today. I am wearing my glasses. He is. I am. Looks that, very distinguished. And that kid is hilarious. Well, he's wearing that, his glasses. The kid he's talking about is the one that's in Stranger Things. He doesn't get eaten, does he? It. Don't, 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 don't uh, tell me. Don't tell okay, me. I can't tell you. Let's start no. watching that. Is this, that pretty good? Oh, Stranger what, the first things? Stranger Things is oh, awesome. Come on. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. I watch all the, like, the Punisher and Daredevil and all that See, stuff. See, that's, that's what I like about Netflix is that they dump the whole season at once. Yes. So if you want to watch it in two days, you can watch it in and two days. And it's only days. ten episodes, so it's not going to go on no, forever. No, And it gets right to it. No, it's good. Mike, you're on with the dogs. How y'all doing today? What's up? Good. I just wanted to uh, comment on uh, what everybody's been talking about today, about the kneeling and uh, mm-hmm. the uh, national anthem. Uh, my my opinion is this. I felt like it was going to run its course. I felt like uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't this great big thing. People were commenting on it, and they had their opinions of it. But now, since, since the man who's occupying the White House went out on Friday night and chose to address his base, uh, at one of these rallies, and which he does all the time, it seems like every time he does one of these, the week after, there's some sort of controversy. And I, I just feel like if he would have, uh, you know, stuck to the teleprompter and and uh, spoke with, with the wiser people up there uh, right for him, I don't think we would be going through this. I, I really don't. I mean, I think that the kneeling... Everything was going to run its course. It was going to serve the purpose of the of the people who started it, and they were going to get their their opinion uh, uh, across, and then it was going to go away. But now it's 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 mushroomed into a into a, a situation that it's not going to go away. So that's my opinion. I, yeah, well, he he, be, he became the object of the protest. It was it it had turned a corner. It peaked a little bit to start the season. By mid-season, it wasn't going to be a story anymore, and now he made it about himself. And he's we all, we talk about coaches when they go to like alumni rallies and they say things that they wouldn't normally say at a press conference. That's fine if you're a coach, but you're the president. Let uh, it go. Let's talk. Just, 
Bobby Petrino. Okay. Talks about Trump. Been teasing this all show. I got it for you right now. Here you go. Well, we don't, we're not out on the field with the national anthem, so we wouldn't have that issue come up. But yes, I have. You know, I talked to our players last night about it. It's certainly something that's in our sport and is a national story. So what I told them was that I would always stand for the national anthem because when I think of the national anthem, I'm picturing us beating the Redcoats, winning World War I, or, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to go coach the Pro Bowl over in Hawaii, so I picture being there and, and being at Pearl Harbor and, and when the Japanese attacked. So everything that I picture when it comes to the national anthem is about somebody out there fighting for us and, and allowing me to have the freedom to be a football coach. Um, and then I also told them that the greatest thing about the United States of America is you have the freedom of choice. So if your decision is to kneel, that's your de- your decision, you know. And the NFL players that are out there kneeling, they're doing it, you know, because, number one, um, Colin Kaepernick, and number two, because now the president said don't do it. <laughs> and we all know that once you tell a young guy don't do something, they're going to do it more, you know. So he, does, he needs to learn his, uh, you know, the um, psychology, you know, to do it. Tell them to, to kneel, and they wouldn't. But, uh, you know, I, I, I just wanted our players to really be aware of it, you know. I also get real upset that our president is out there tweeting, you know, because I think that he's in a position where he could really help our country and do a lot of good things, and there's a lot more things more important than tweeting about football and, and basketball and those things. Um, so I just wanted our players to understand my point of view, uh, then I also read him some comments from um, some of the NFL players and Coach Tomlin and why he chose to keep the Steelers in the locker room uh, because that's really true. A lot of the things he said about, you know, some people aren't lucky enough to be a football player and to be able to have relationships um, and, and be a family with young men that are from, you know, different races, different religion, different ethnicity. I mean, it's like all of us are just come all together and and now we become a family and we experience everything but not everyone gets to do that so I thought uh, you know our players needed to hear it needed to understand what my thoughts were uh, and then they needed to spend some time thinking about it and understanding you know where where are we right now with our culture so it's if it wasn't involved with football I wouldn't have brought it up to them but because they play this sport and this is a big deal nationally. I thought I should speak to him about it. Are you ever on the field in away games? No, uh-uh. so no, they, so yeah, you know. Sort of a moot point, except, like you said, just Yeah, the only team that I know that plays the national anthem um, at their home games is Pittsburgh. And then when you travel there, you have a choice whether you want to be out there for it um, or stay in the locker room like you usually do. If you go out, it's like seven minutes before kickoff. So now you're out there in the you know sun, standing around for a long time. So um, I, I think they took it off of college. Cause you used to do it, college football. I think TV took it off. So you know when they go to breaks instead of watching you play the national anthem. When you talked about you know what you think of with the anthem being the war heroes and the like, did any of your players say that's not what I think of? Yeah, I think that they're, you know, certainly that that's not what they think of, you know. 
I'm, everyone thinks of something different. I just wanted them to know what I pictured, and you know, I can remember in high school basketball when they used to, you know, play the national anthem. You, you know, you pictured yourself being an NFL or NBA player, you know, because you get to stand during the national anthem because that's how it was. So, but you know, I think you have to respect the the fact that in the United States of America you have a choice, and that's just one of the things that if you choose to kneel during it, that's your choice. There you go. You want to kneel, you can kneel. It's your choice. Coach Bobby Rotino says uh, they had to address it with the team because it's that that the their sport is what's focused here is football and their football players, and he understands that the the dynamic of the room. And he he cited the Mike Tomlin. Pittsburgh Steelers Mm -hmm. took the lead on this yesterday, as they always do. And and you could listen to Tomlin in his voice. He's just like, I want to play a football game. We set up, and he almost alluded to, we set this team up, not like they don't set up a team to win a Super Bowl every year. Didn't help them beat the Bears. But they're, uh, no kidding. But they... But he's basically alluding. Look, we've we've set this up. We know we went out. We went out and got some guys we don't usually go out and get because we want to win a, 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 a Super Bowl this year and next year. Now, what's interesting? Jerry Jones is probably one of the most outspoken owners against what the players are doing. He hasn't done anything to the players, obviously, nor has any owner. They've been uh, anti-Trump in this regard. So tonight they are going to show the national anthem on television, and this is coming out now. Individually or collectively, members of the Cowboys will plan on making a unity statement before the game against the Cardinals, but the exact details have not been worked out. Sources say the Cowboys' leadership council, which includes more than a dozen players, met last night, and then they all met as a team. No general consensus was reached during those meetings as to what they should or should not do. So if you want to watch because of this or not, that is your choice. And a lot of people have been in the not category, according to the TV ratings. Roger Goodell, you're on the clock. This is all up to you, Chief. He's got to fix this. That's why they pay you 20-something million dollars a year. It's not, we don't know the final number because you kind of keep that secret every once in a he's while. He's been the anti-player commissioner. Now he's being the pro-player commissioner. He, you, he, It's up to him here. He needs to have an emergency meeting in New York with the Players Union and go, we're fixing this before Sunday. Television partners, Players Union, Roger Goodell, team ownership. We are all in this to do what, guys? We're all in this to not make political statements. Make We're all money. in this to make money. Our broadcast partners are going to lose upwards of $200 million. If that is the case, despite what you think about our finances, we are not raising the salary cap as ratings continue to drop. That means guys make less money and less guys are employed. Can we fix this? Let's talk. Thomas, hang on. We'll get you on the other side of the break here. Mid-America Security, 452-6277. Call them. They've, I've been warning you about the heroin thing for years. I didn't realize it would get to this point. It's your fault. We, we're at. Not my fault. I'm, I'm warning. I'm just here to give a warning. Just a piano player. That's right. Just a piano player. Just tip in the jar, and we're good to go. Mid-America Security, 452-6277. Mention this ad. First 30 days are on them. They'll take care of you with a Honeywell system, which is the state of the art. Mid-America Security, 452-6277. Back after this on 790. Charity. I usually don't agree with, uh, where is he? The Ripper. But he goes, I hate to burst the NFL bubble, but it, it, it ain't no fixing this. It's over. I don't believe that. 
I don't know. Could it? Could well, it? I mean, could I think it? the NFL's experience a market correction. It was so far out on top. Yeah, no doubt. And everything else in the world has become so segmented. There's so many great shows that are made just for streaming or, or posting on Netflix that are better than the stuff we used to watch on broadcast television we would when there, there was three channels. We have so many choices, yeah. yet the NFL was alone in the wilderness just dominating everything. You and I would sit here and go, do you believe that 35 million people watched the Saints game last night, the Sunday night game, and that's what was happening. It was insane. Thomas, you're on with the dogs. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. First, first guys, I want to say... This whole argument is exhausting. Like, I feel like nobody's getting anywhere. But it is exhausting. I wanted, I wanted to kind of direct this to Dave. Cause Dave, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're kind of the conservative voice of the radio show. Is that, is that a first thing? Oh, that's fair. That's fair, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it, here's where it started off for me. You know, the argument started off, or excuse me, the protest started off because it seems like in, in the African-American community we weren't getting hurt. You know, we had um, – Unfortunately, police officers killing African Americans, sometimes rightfully, sometimes wrongfully, sure. and weren't get, even getting indictments, let alone convictions. So, you know, we protested, went to the streets, stopped traffic. Uh, you know, when we did protest, we were called looters and rioters, so, you know, we paint in a negative light. Then we silently protest, um, you know, taking the knee to the national anthem, and the argument has become more unpatriotic. You know, and I understand I'm a veteran, I get it. You know, I've seen flags draped over caskets, so I know the gut-wrenching reaction that when somebody takes an ER and any perceived disrespect of the flag, how they can make someone feel. Um, but with that being said, you know, what does it take? What do we need to do to be heard? You know, to me, it's like, you know, I know we all have done this. When you see those commercials for starving children in Africa, and they ask you to send donations. Usually you get up, you walk away, you turn the station, and whatever, if you even still see those commercials. You know, here, you know, we're not the starving Africans. You know, we're the ones right next to you being killed, and we're not going to let you turn the station. <laughs> well, let me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let, let me ask you this, because we all agree that there are points to be made, and I think it's unfortunate that Colin Kaepernick chose the American flag, because now, much like in St. Louis with the recent protest, all of the... Um, the, the protesters that were not the violent ones, which was the overwhelming majority, got zero coverage. And in St. Louis, they're like, come on, this isn't about these few people that are looting. It's about this me- It's about this crazy case with this corrupt cop. But nobody's paying attention to that anymore because it's all about the protesters. Now Colin Kaepernick brings the flag in, so people that maybe can agree there are points to be made and arguments that need to be heard are now wrapped up in patriotism. Was this an effective way, though, to get this thing going? Yes, and I will tell you why. The white people were not agreeing um, that there was a problem. You know, it's you know, liberals jumped on board. Of course, yeah, there's a problem. And I, you know, I hate to paint with that broad of a brush. Well, that's okay. But you know, but I need I need I need Dave Jennings to come out and say, hey, there's a problem. Why are these, why aren't these you know police officers getting indicted? Um, well, know, it that, sounds like they should in St. Louis until, yeah. until we get that other side of the aisle. And I know, yeah, that. Right now, no. Here, here's the issue, and here's why I can see um, kneeling for the flag. You had the alt—I don't want to say the alt-right. You had the KKK, and you had um, you know skinheads come out protest, and they were carrying Nazi flags, rebel flags, and the American flag. Okay, which to me is way more offensive. <laughs> Nazi flag and rebel flags are way more offensive to the American flag to me. But you know, oh, it's my opinion, of course. Um, <laughs> Then you have the President of the United States say both sides are wrong. 
up until then, you know, it's just a friends group. And when you have the president come out and say that, you're giving these people legitimacy. And then it just it feels like even more so we're not being heard. Well, he didn't call the Nazis son of bitches. He called he, he the, called the dealers. Yeah, I know. Point. Yeah, I know. I know. And and, uh, and, and it, again, I appreciate the calls. Thomas said a lot of uh, no. Smart I'm, I'm not a fan of the things that he said. Yeah, it, it I know the it. point he was trying to make when it came down to those protests. That the other side also brought weapons and were responsible for some of the violence. But the way he said it is exactly how that caller interpreted it. All right, back after this last half hour of the show on seven ninety KRD. It's the Afternoon Underdogs, brought to you by AirServe on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Dave Jennings and Tony Benetti. Yeah, we're in the studio just two times this week, and then that will be it for the Afternoon Underdogs. As you know, then we will wish the boys well as they come in. I'll be joining Leland Conway show. I've been Whoever doing that, that anyway be. from 9 to noon, and Tony is, of course, doing 6 to 8 we with know Dwight. They're, they're back. Whoever in town. Are. Exactly right. Are. So, at point. At, what that tells you is that at one point they were here. Yes. And then for a time they were gone. <laughs> and based on the song, they're back. Here's what I'll say. They better show up because we will not be here. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no. Justin Thomas is the best golfer in the world. He's from Louisville. Went St. X, you know. Pretty soon the golfer points will reflect that. $10 million. Yesterday. Plus the second place purse, which was significant. So what do you get? About uh, yeah, two and a half million. Oh. A little more. Oh. <laughs> About twenty mil on the season. Nice. Yep, he's getting, cin- getting all the Cinemaxes now. Good for yo. Treating himself. All right. Uh, top U of L football story is a squirrel. Yep. And, and the offensive line not looking spectacular. Well, the defense held them to 150 yards and 11 yards passing. Yeah. I know they have their third string quarterback in and fourth string quarterback, but still 11 yards. That's impressive. Uh, the squirrel video made the Today Show this morning, along with CBS this morning. And remember, at the beginning of the year, I said I was. I feel really bad for Reggie Bonifant. Here's a guy who gives you his heart and soul. Here's a guy who was quarterback, won the job. Not only did he win the job, but then Lamar gets the first pass, ill-advised as it was, of that season a couple years ago. Beat Notre Dame as a starting quarterback. Then Lamar became Lamar. <clears throat> Reggie thought, okay, let's try wide receiver. Mixed success. Let's be the running back this year. Passed over by Malik Williams. And then against Kent State, three carries, no touchdowns. Yeah. Squirrel, one carry, one touchdown. 25 yards. The hits just keep coming for Reggie. We love you. And then... The reason I picked Florida on Friday, people are like, you can't pick for that reason. I said, of course I can. I said, Kentucky might have a better team. Don't know yet. You've got to get them on the field. Doesn't mean they'll win. I said, but until you beat Florida, I cannot pick you to win. Mm-hmm. I cannot do that. There is an unexplainable force that surrounds Commonwealth Stadium and in Gainesville that won't allow Kentucky to win the game. And we can't blame it on Calipari's deal with the devil because this no this precedes even no, Cal. No, Kentucky has done something to anger this rivalry, and I don't know what it is. But how, I, how can it be undone? I picked the Florida Gators and then watched through three quarters as Kentucky handled the Florida Gators. Steven Johnson looked like he did against Louisville, not like he looked in the previous three games. Looked like Steve Young. He looked awesome. And I said, it's their night. It was a huge crowd. But they didn't get far enough Under up. the lights. They, I, I thought, well, after the pick, 
in the third quarter when they're still up by two scores. You wanted to say this is it. I wanted to say they got this, but I couldn't. You know why? Because they never have this. Because they never, never have this. You can never say in a Kentucky-Florida game, they got this. Until it's over. And it should be they have this. Oh, look it. Only one reason that I picked Florida over Kentucky. Kind of wanted to pick the Cats, but couldn't do it. I, I picked him. I couldn't thought do they, it, Ken Spencer. I thought it was the end. Well, the thing about it is, if, if you pick Florida, history's on your side. You know, when, when you usually go with somebody who, who has won 30 straight in a series. Yeah. The smart move. Yeah. But it has to end at some point, right? It it. No, it it does, and it and you know the one thing that I think Saturday was that it is um, it is closer and closer to ending. But um, the one thing that I would say is, you know that that series nobody's going to give it to them. You know, Florida's just not going to give them a game. Um, you're going to have to earn it. You're going to have to take it. So um, that's why you can't leave wide receivers uncovered. Um, you can't do certain things. I don't think you can get conservative in the fourth quarter with play calling. Um, you're going to have to lay it on the line. And they did for three quarters. They just, you know, they just did fast fourth. And no Florida player wants to be the one, wants to be on a team that right. lost to Kentucky. Yes. Um, I would have, I would have 100% agree to that, and I would guarantee you that is discussed. Uh, the top U of L story was the squirrel. <laughs> All right. Can't get a better phone, dude. You'll call back. Or just a better signal. That might be the last time we speak to him. No, it's He'll not. call back. We're all in the same town. We're, we're going to ha- gonna have to have a meeting and, and book the uh, and line up the guests. I'm doing it right now. Okay, for Friday. Oh. I'm trying to. Okay. Anyway, I'll, well, I'll run by I got some names. I got, ex- I got some approvals from some names. I haven't oh, gotten the approval yet. Fantastic. Okay. I, I was just going to go rogue and just call everybody. I, I, uh, Did the, you get approval on the big one? No, not yet. Not the big one necessarily when it comes to this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one that you thought, okay, that's not happening. Do you I, want me to call Adam? Yeah, we're on, definitely oh, of course. He's already on, yeah. Yeah, okay. Ne- Neft 430, is 430. Neft is oh, and Lefko. We have two right. Adams. So, and then we'll give our little goodbye speeches and then our nine-minute montage. Do I have to prepare something? No, you just shoot from the hip. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. What's the over and under of... I, who's going to cry first, you or Dave? Neither. Neither. I have no feelings. You know that, Mud. Right. I have no emotional feelings. I don't know. When's the last time you cried you. and why? My father died. That was the last time I cried. And, and Diamond John Odding. I died at, I cried at his funeral. That was it. My my kids have never seen me cry. Wow, fourteen and eleven. And John's a bit of a crier. He's a little. Uh, if He's he emotional. Gets, if he if at any time during the year he has a bee, <laughs> oh boy, he loses it emotionally. He could be in the roughest, nastiest wrestling match in the history of man, where there is blood, there is pain, there are parents screaming. Mm-hmm. He ain't crying. He has a B plus, and the world is ending. Well, that's a teacher's fault, obviously, <laughs> when that happens. Uh, the questions are wrong. Excuse, right. excuse me? He walked over and argued with the teacher after in third grade. No, you do stuff like that. Teacher, this is actually two questions. He goes, I got these right. She marked them wrong. 
He's in third grade. Uh-huh. I said, all right, chief tough guy. I was like, we live on campus because he's right there at school. I was like, she's probably still over there. Go on over there. You want to go over there? He marched over there with this little piece of paper. Was he right? She gave him credit. Yeah. She said, you made a good argument. Jeff, you're on with it all. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. Um, I guess I'll probably come off like an a-hole UK fan to some people who are UK fans, especially. I've heard you know Matt Jones during lunch talk about how some of these people are totally irrational not to call for calling for Steve Pad or calling for the defensive coordinator's head or the choice that he made to coach. He is going on four or five years, so to speak. Um, you know, I understand South Carolina they've beaten numerous times, but that 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 program is definitely on a downward trajectory. And you know, you guys are, understand two ball calls like that. These guys are making millions, and the assistant coach is making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Either that game was fixed, or that is the most inept coaching staff that's almost as parallel with Joker Phillips. And if I'm wrong, show me where I'm wrong because the records speak for themselves. And the way you get beat that way, that is like it's inexcusable. It's it one of the pet Thanks, peeves Jeff. in sports. We talk about the prevent defense all the time. You. You go away from what you did to get you to that two-score lead in the third quarter. You get away from that for some reason and prevent yourself from winning, which they did again. Kent Spencer, did you see the cheerleader? There's a video out, uh, and it's it's on the national broadcast, where the cheerleader is in. They're all lined up there in the end zone cheering, and the wide open at the end of the game, the kid's wide open. She runs onto the field about four yards with her pom-pom, points at the corner, and was like, that's on you! Ah. That's on you! And then she walks back. She realizes what she's doing and walks back and gets in line. You know, where I was in the game, you know, because I was there, I didn't see a lot of, for instance, um, the one on that play, I was directly across the field from the Florida receiver. So I didn't see the defense over there. Mm. All I saw was my man started clapping and waving like, dude, they did it again. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm, I am wired over here. And I saw that, and I said, and, and I pointed, and I was like, there's not any covering that guy. And, and, and that was, then, you know, that was over. Uh, I did not see live, and, and I'll have to go back and watch, that Benny Snell had the, had the nice run to put him in chip shot field goal range, right, and they yeah. caught a hold on Nick Haynes. Yeah, you know, I was busy watching Snell, and like I was like, "Oh, that's a that that's a that's a game changer." So I didn't see the holding call live because that kind of stuff is really hard to see live. Um, and I it was funny because like I asked like on Twitter right after the fact, I'm like, "Couldn't see the holding call? Was it legit?" Like I asked a question, and and you would have it was so it was amazing how many people just kind of flooded it. Most people were like. I can't believe you didn't see that. That's so biased. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, to me, that to me, the hole didn't spring the running back. He absolutely pulled him down and fell on top of him after he was gone. It's like it's like pass interference away from the ball that keeps you from getting a touchdown on the other side of the field. You're not part of the play. The hold to me came after he broke through the line, and in my opinion, but it it looked like a hold, but it wasn't the reason he got open. It was just kind of strange. And, and and my my kind of feeling on all that is for me is if it's a hold it it needs to be called doesn't matter what it means in the game or where it is in the game 
like a pass interference or anything like that. Look, if it if it happens, it happens. I mean, I know some people say you don't make those kind of calls in those kind of situations, but what what determines what situation is is crucial? I mean, it's if if you if you cheat, you have to be called for it. Yeah, I I could not disagree more. I if it's on the other side of the field and it's got nothing to do. Uh, if it's a sweep to the right and the left tackle holds and it's got nothing to do with it, I think you're a good ref if you keep your hanky in the, I'm in with the, you in, on that. In the pocket. I, I just, I just, I don't, no, nope, no. Nope. But he was at the point of the play. I just think it didn't matter in the play. He wasn't away from it. He was near it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult. I, it's, cause I think obviously you talk to a ref and they're like, I could call holding on every damn play. It's like, it's like a, in basketball, they're like, I could blow the whistle on every trip down the damn court. I gotta try to figure it out here, uh, but uh, but again, it seemed though. God, the crowd was crazy. The pre-grade game was nuts. They said the catwalk was crazy. They had live rock bands in the in the parking lot. It was a Saturday night game. They felt it. Everyone was like, and then Stephen Johnson can't came out playing like he did against Louisville. You're like, they're gonna do it tonight. Uh, signal's gone him. again. We lost him. So After it, my little thing there. Is this going too far? We talked about some people burning jerseys over the protest. A Buffalo Stadium worker says he quit his job of 30 years after the Bills players took a knee yesterday during the anthem. Eric Nickashur said he waited for the national anthem to end. He then took off his shirt, threw his Bills head on the ground, and walked out. He vows never to return to the stadium again. Wow. That's a hell of a patriotic guy. 30 years. He says he had no problems with players protesting before the anthem. It's when the kneeling continued into the song it is, uh, that his feelings took over. I, I find those guys, those people, I, I don't... Why aren't you in the service? Like, you're so patriotic. He's probably, probably 70 years old. You, but. Okay. You don't think they have room for 70-year-olds? Probably not. Oh, yeah. Working the job since he's... I mean, come on, you got to quit. I know. Seriously. Now, a lot of people drop their direct TV. I mean, you could drop it because the games suck, but they'll be back. The, the other people that are in... Seriously, dude. I, I, I have no idea. I'm standing in the middle of a field. I have no idea how this is dropping calls. Where are you? But Why are you in a field? Why are you in a field? I'm in a park. I'm, in a, I'm at a park with, the, with my daughters. Oh. Where are they? What park? At, you know what? I got to be honest. They're hopping rocks in a creek. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, skipping like stones. That I've got an eye on them. They should be good. Uh, Hopping rocks. I got you. They're throwing rocks in a creek. That's what kids do. So, yeah. So, but but I, I will say this about the the atmosphere the the other night at, at Kroger Field. You've been to that place uh, countless times, Tony. Have you ever <laughs> been in it where the press box was shaking? Uh, yes, it was 2007, and Stevie got loose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, it, it, this was, but this is since. This is since the uh, the renovation, right? I mean that place was that place was shaking on two occasions. Uh, it looked like it on TV. I mean, it was it was like they're going to do it tonight, and then that sinking feeling started to to happen. Uh, like I told Dave, when he got the pick, when they when Kentucky got the pick and drove it uh, and ran it back to the forty in the third quarter, up two scores. I went late. No, it was fourth quarter, and I said, okay, they got this. They I think they might have this, and then oh, I went, no. no, they don't. No, they don't. Aggressiveness had ended. I tell you what, if if I was the offensive play caller in that, you get that pick. You don't have to take a massive shot, 
but you need to stretch the field. Oh, yes. And, and, and what they were, I mean, the one thing that they could prove is they could get, um, as long as, as long as, you know, they kept, they kept Florida honest. They could get what they wanted offensively when they were aggressive with their play call. Okay, I think the other talking point, Kent Spencer from WHAS 11, is that we're all ignoring, because of the Donald Trump thing, that Boston College went to Clemson and handled Clemson for three out of four quarters. They just wore out. I mean, that's just fatigue is what Clemson won with it with. I was shocked the way Boston College was was shutting down that uh, Clemson offense, and which doesn't make me feel good about Louisville's defense. And you look at Auburn only scoring 14 points against Clemson the week before. What's the... I'm not a smart man, but you start... But I know put, what love you, is. You put, start putting that picture together, you're like, dude, Louisville's well, defense... I'm, I'm, I'm going to take, take a different route with you on that. All right, all right. Here's my here's my route. That's what Clemson does. When they don't care about a game and they don't feel like they need to get up for a game, that's what Clemson is. Like if you look at their games last year, how many times were they playing games when teams were way closer than what they should have been? Half the season. Um, and it and it and it was half the season. And that's just what Clemson does. I mean, there are certain games, the national championship game, they get up for and they, sm- and they and and you know they can they play unbelievable football. But I think a lot of times what they do is is man when they're not when they're not dialed into a game, you you kind of get a half effort. And I think that's what you got against Boston College for three quarters until they said, "Oh crap, let's turn it on." And that's what separates Saban from everybody else. They only had an eighteen point spread at Vanderbilt, but you know what? They gave up a bunch of points the week before. Saban was pissed. He got on his defense, and they shut Vanderbilt out. Well, and it also, if, I don't know if Boston College had any kids saying, we're going to show them what Boston College football is all about. They haven't seen how we do it here. Like, Nobody has. You're Vanderbilt. Why would you ever, ever poke the bear that is Alabama? Um, that was the dumbest thing you could have done. That, that way, I mean, those kids just came in wanting to prove a point, and, man, they did it. Yep. All right, Kid Spencer, for the third time, thank you, sir. No, no, no. Thank you, guys. No, and by the way, thank you. I was so impressed with the squirrel on Saturday. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just didn't think that he was in great condition. He's got one great run in him, but that seemed to be about it. <laughs> yep. Story of our lives. Thank you, buddy. Little oxygen mask at the end of it. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, bargain supplies. Chipmunk East, with a little water bottle. East Jefferson Street. Stop on by and pick up. A, if you're looking for an appliance, you knew, you don't need to go anywhere else. Now, that, that all the appliances are new, all of them, but they have a section where they have scratches on them, and you can save hundreds of dollars. I've, I've five, of the five appliances I purchased from them, three of them are scratch and dent because I don't care. There's a scratch on it. It's a washer and dryer that goes into the basement in the part of the basement no one goes into. So I'll take the scratch. I'll save a couple hundred bucks, and we'll move on with our lives. It is bargain supply been there forever. These guys know what they're talking about. They don't have aprons on in the uh, appliance store. It's not a blue or an orange apron. Those people are nice, but they're not experts. They're just working that area uh, that time. At Bargain Supply, they've been doing it for decades. They have employees in the appliance area for decades. And the ladies out front, they've been there too. They know you if you've been there twice. It's a great place. They're closed on Sunday, only open till 2 on Saturday. But get on by there if you want to buy an appliance, tools, or supplies. Bargain Supply, East Jefferson Street. Back after this, your phone calls and morons.
right. Uh, our last show will be Friday for the afternoon underdogs. The new quote unquote boys will be in on Monday. They better because we will not be here. They said they're back in town, yeah, so it shouldn't be hard to get here. I don't know what that deal is, but we'll be at Sternberg Automotive, the home of the work truck. Work trucks, work trucks, work trucks. It's the work truck of the month uh, deal this year, or September is. So go on by and check out the 150s, 250s, and 350s, and, of course, 250 previously owned cars. We'll be there. It's an appropriate place to do our last show ever at Sternberg Automotive. I can't wait. And we encourage our regular callers, besides our regular media guests, to join us. Start working up some material, maybe the count. Ted, even though he was on today, we can have Ted every day. Let's get maybe Arnold. We can have Ted every day. Hunter. Go ahead and run with that, Ted. What's up, Hunter? Hunter. What's up? What's up, Doc? Hey. Hey, As a Kentucky football fan, I got a uh, quick analogy, then I got a comment about the NFL, and uh, I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, As a Kentucky football fan, I feel like, you know, you're married to that woman, and you get your hopes up because, you know, she keeps cheating on you, and she tells you, you know, you go to marriage counseling, she tells you she's turned the corner, you get your hopes up, then you come in after work one day and she's with the mailman. <laughs> no, no, it's that it's that drunk buddy of yours that keeps saying, or your uncle, it's just going to say he's going to get sober, say he's going to say never does, and ends up taking all your money. And I mean, I, you know, I felt like for the first time and since I've been born, that was, I mean, we had more talent on the field in Florida, but, uh, you know, the coach choked, but... Uh, about the uh, NFL issue, uh, I mean, I understand good, uh, Goodell and the owners have to back the players because, you know, they do have a right to protest, but uh, it's just kind of hypocritical in my opinion. You know, uh, last year the Cowboys uh, wanted to wear decals on the back of their helmets uh, for the five uh, police officers who got shot in Dallas, and uh, Goodell wouldn't support that, but uh, he'll support this. So I just want to get your opinion, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thank you for calling. And by the way, tonight you have an, you have an option. ESPN is going to highlight the national anthem. They never used to do this, except for playoff games, Super Bowls, and whatnot. But they are going to show the national anthem. The Cowboys and Cardinals said they will be involved in some sort of statement of unity. So if you watch because of that, will those people outnumber those that say, you know what, if that's going to be the feature, I'm out. iHeart Music Festival at a T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas was legendary. Over 20 of the biggest artists on the planet Checked out all the photos and videos now at iHeartRadio.com slash festival. Sponsored. Uh, must, wait a minute. Okay, I'm not supposed to read that part. <laughs> <laughs> check His name out, is Ron Burgundy. Tell, tell Jim we'll get an air check to him tomorrow. He, actually, they put sponsored liner in the damn liner. Do you want me to read it? No, I think that's it. Here, let me see. And check out some of the biggest moments. They can edit this, read. And check out some of the biggest moments from this this year's festival by searching hashtag iHeartMoments on social media. All brought to you by Sony Flatliners in theaters Friday. Head to the website if you missed it. All the pics and stories (laughs) are there. Relive music's biggest night of the year. Catch our iHeartRadio Music Festival on on the TV special. Well done. Wednesday and Thursday night, October 4th and 5th. A replay. At 8 p.m. Eastern. Radio professional. <laughs> Radio something. Don't put sponsored liner in the middle of the damn read. Look ahead as you're reading and notice it, and then don't read it. This is why I do live radio. I don't do, I don't like news guys. Rip and read. <laughs> If you like it quick and easy, go to Lots of Pasta. It's homemade. It's delicious. Don't do the grocery store frozen lasagnas. They're okay. 
How about homemade ingredients? How about fresh mozzarella? How about delicious lots of pasta sauce? Mexican lasagna, traditional lasagna, family size, individual. Try a small one and say, oh, man, next time family's coming in town, we are all eating this. So easy, and it helps you out during the week when you have the soccer practice and all the things going on with the kids. The last thing you want to do is chef something up when you get home and end up eating fish sticks. No, pull lots of pasta out of the freezer, a couple of pizzas, do the lasagna, make some sandwiches, delicious stuff in the deli, and the bread is second to none. They've survived for a long time being local and being fresh. More than 35 years on the heart of St. Matthew's, lots of pasta. Back uh, with Jody Demling, Cardinal Insider. I saw a sponsored liner in my head. I just didn't mention it. 790. KRD. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.